welcome to another episode of the Scrumcast. I'm Derek Neighbors. I'm Jade Meskill. I'm Clayton Lengelzikic. I'm Chris Connybeer. So today we want to talk about, is it ever responsible to not test? <gasps> oh I had to pick the guys up <laughs> off the floor, but... Um, and I think that this has come up a number of times. I remember uh, personally arguing about this with uh, James Shore and a few other people at, I believe it was Agile Roots, um, probably two years ago, maybe 2009. Um, and then recently, Obi's kind of brought this up in a, a blog post as he's kind of doing his own startup. Um, and he kind of talks about um, maybe he shouldn't be testing for his own startup in some ways, shapes, and forms. So I just wanted to kind of, uh, obviously, being a group that's uh, pretty adamant about testing and, and pretty um, focused on quality, uh, what we think about that. Uh, so I read an interesting uh, post the other day that was kind of supposed to be a um, an argument against TDD. And it was kind of one of those things where half of it was straw man, and then the other half of it was... Uh, to prove my point, look at how crazy Bob Martin is. When he talks about testing, he's crazy. And, you know, that means testing's crazy. And so, I, you know, it's kind of funny, but there were a lot of people that had commented on it that were like, oh, I'm so glad that someone finally came out and said this. You know, like it was, you know, some uh, show, you know, Oprah show or something where someone was revealing this great truth. Uh, and I thought that was kind of interesting. But at the same time, no one was really getting into the, like, well, hmm, maybe it isn't responsible to test everything all the time. Um you know, kind of counteracting the, the Bob Martin or, you know, some of the people that are really into the the test all the time, you know, test all the effing time kind of stuff. Um, I think there's something to be said for that. So I think a lot of it is the degree of which you're testing. I think I think advocating a position where you don't test at all is very dangerous and, you know, completely irresponsible. But do you need you know, unit tests that cover every single edge case, as well as acceptance tests, as well as, you know, request testing. And, you know, there's there's so many levels of testing that you can get into, especially with a web-based application. Um, and when you're, when you're running a lean startup and you're in move fast mode and totally experimenting and trying to figure things out, uh, it can be it can be quite a bit of overhead to do a complete full stack, top to bottom, outside in testing. I'm I'm to the thought of that. Even if you're doing your own startup, there should still be some testing in there for acceptance. There should be some testing around what is the core criteria of the application I'm writing for. Not not all the unit testing, testing out every single line of code. I understand the coverage being a lot lower, but I, I still think that no matter what, if you're doing acceptance testing or even integration testing, depending on what you're building, what you're doing, you're going to think about a lot more things. And you're going to have more confidence in that code. Not confidence in it being perfect, but confidence in you're not going too far away from what you're trying to get to. You know, and when you start going, writing everything with no tests in there, I just would have no faith that I couldn't break something and not be aware of it. And then if I'm a startup, that's going to, that could have a bad presentation to any end users or people I'm showing the, the product to. Well, I heard a good way of describing uh, testing. And I think a lot of people think of testing, especially if you read stuff on Twitter uh, for like TDD. It's all about, oh, TDD is so great because um, I realized that I broke something before I got it to production or whatever. And so testing becomes all about making sure you're not breaking things. But I think the next level of that is, and the quote I heard was, test. Uh, you should be doing testing so that you can verify that you're delivering the value that you say you are with your application. Um, I think that would be really important if you said, um, 
for my lean startup, I'm going to test the value parts, and the rest of it is, you know, maybe I don't do that. Maybe I don't test those things. I think that that could work. So one of the arguments I kind of came into is, um, you know, when you when you're funding somebody as an investor, um, the truth is you don't really give a shit about testing. Day one, you just don't care. Um, what you care about is can you compete in the marketplace? Um, and at some point, I think testing or quality um, factors into that. Um, but I think sometimes getting to market or getting to discovery um, quality is not the most important thing. And so if I say, you know, Clayto, I'm going to give you $100,000 and I need, you know, this list of 15 features. And um, if you can't get those 15 features done, um, regardless of what the quality of those 15 features are, um, this project's done and we're not going any forward in, in, in game. Um, if you deliver those 15 features to me, um, regardless of the quality, if you can demonstrate on some level that you can complete these 15 features, um, I'll give you another million dollars um, to continue on with this product. I think that that in a lean startup mode is where it starts to become really difficult to say, um, what is that threshold? You know, are we talking, is it okay to go four weeks without tests? Is it go okay to go 10 weeks without tests? Is it okay to go 90 days without tests? Is it okay to only have 10% coverage or only have the value items covered? I mean, I, I think that there is a point, and I think you could say the same thing even not in lean startups when you're in large enterprises that have, you know, millions of lines of code with no tests, um, and you want to do new development, and it's not reasonable to go back and write tests for every line of code that's already written, that at some point you have to make trade-offs to say, what's the acceptable amount of uh, testing that is responsible? And I think that's a word we use a lot, um, but we drop real quick when we get into our um, uh, wars, right? When it's, you know, all testing all the time, no matter what, we drop the whole, like, what's responsible. So maybe we could talk about, you know, what are some of the things that we see that are responsible or maybe better, what do we see that's irresponsible? So I think, you know, for me, I really embrace the core idea that BDD, so behavior-driven development, is less about test coverage and the percentage of testing, but more as a technique to help me discover the problem I'm trying to solve. And, you know, so when I approach it from that angle, I'm not really interested in necessarily ensuring that every single line of code is covered. I'm, I'm more concerned about, am I creating a, a quality design that is good enough to solve the problem that I'm trying to solve? And I think there's a bare minimum level of test coverage that you can implement when you're going down that path that is going to cover you in the 90% of cases, even as your software continues to grow and add new features. You, you have some level of confidence that you're not completely destroying the application by changing a few things around. Um, you know, so so when, when I'm testing in Rails, I really like to do acceptance testing, um, some more outside-in testing. So I'm coming in as a user and kind of following the, the path and making sure that things are working the way I anticipate them, but I can change around a lot of the implementation details behind the scenes without having to go back and refactor all my tests and worry about you know this whole gigantic test suite. So I think there there's kind of a bare minimum level of coverage that you can get where um, the testing is is pragmatic and simple, but good enough for the time being. You know, get, it really comes down to risk. How much risk are you willing to take, and how much risk can the, the product or project that you're working on afford to take 
you know, if if you have a hundred thousand dollars for the startup and it's make it or break it, you can take a lot of risk with your software because the bigger risk is that you don't deliver anything. And if you spend all your money and engineering time doing testing, you're not going to get to market anyway, and it was just a waste of time. Yeah, I think in your hundred thousand dollar example, um, if you I think if you treated that as a prototype, and I think people readily acknowledge you should you know, build a prototype and throw it away. And if you can be responsible to do that, I think you should also recognize that maybe doing um, full you know, testing is irresponsible because that's something you're going to throw away. At the same time, I'm kind of torn because I know that when you get to a certain point, uh, I, I acknowledge that there are benefits that you get from, say, TDD um, that are like architectural decisions and you get other benefits that are not related to specifically testing um, I think that those are harder to get and I think pe- more people think that they understand those and get those than they do and so I could see a lot of people saying well you know I do TDD because or I have to test everything because I get all these great TDD benefits when maybe they're not really getting those and it's a prototype that they should be throwing away anyway so so how many how many people do you think have the discipline to actually throw away that prototype none none yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> yeah, to, to me, where the argument comes in is is what's that time frame, right? Like, I mean, I I would argue, you know, it, to me personally, it's probably in the four to six week time frame. Um, so I think you can lie to yourself that it's kind of a prototype for four to six weeks. Um, once you kind of get beyond that six week, six week, I mean, I I think it. If you think of it really in terms of technical debt, like financial debt, um, you know, I might bootstrap a startup with credit cards. Um, and that becomes irresponsible at a certain dollar figure. Um, is that dollar figure $50,000? Is it $100,000? Is it $200,000? I don't know. It's going to be different for everybody. And I think that it's kind of the same thing. I think if you're if you're you're doing an application without tests, you're incurring a certain amount of technical debt, or you're making it more difficult to pay down technical debt that you do occur. And I think at some point, you know, whatever that time frame is, and I think it's pretty damn short. I mean, I want to say less than six weeks, um, but I think it really depends on, on who you are. Then I think you're just lying to yourself. Um, so so how, how could you gauge that? How could you find that, that limit, that threshold between test all the effing time and no testing at all? Like, what, how do you as a team determine what that pain threshold is? You know, uh, I, I think for me after, you know, really kind of, you know, playing with a bunch of different test frameworks kind of lately and, and, and really pushing, pushing through, I think that most people um, feel that testing makes them slower. And I, I think that when you're comfortable with your framework, that's simply not true. I actually think that testing often makes you faster not slower. Even though you're writing twice as much code, what you're doing is you're thinking much more about the code you're going to write. Therefore, you actually end up writing less code um, in probably a quicker amount of time that produces more functionality. And and so I I would say that, you know, a, a team that is used to testing, this isn't even an argument because to them, testing, they don't see testing as slowing them down even in a new project. Um, if they're testing properly, I would say. If they're over-testing 100% coverage, then, yeah, maybe it's a different story. Um, and so what I would say is if I were doing a prototype and I wasn't really comfortable with, um, you know, the test framework or that, what I would do is I would probably say, you know, if I'm breaking something down into stories or into tasks, I, I would give myself, you know, maybe 10 or 15 minutes per task or story to say, you know, can I feasibly write a test for this? And if I get stuck, I immediately throw the test away 
but I have the scenario where I've got the, the I've got the harnessing for testing. So if I come back later, uh, presumably it's easy for people to add specs or to add tests in there. Um, additionally, what that allows is that allows maybe other people on the team that are more comfortable with testing to test instead of just saying like, oh well, you know, nobody's testing, so I'm not going to test. Um, you know, I, I think that that's a fine line as well, but I think that's a reality. I mean, you know, not everybody is. Uh, really good at testing and testing quickly and, you know, making responsible test decisions. I also think there's a lot of languages and frameworks out there that haven't yet made it extremely easy for people to do that minimum level of testing. If you're choosing those, you're probably not very lean startup anyways. (laughs) Well. (laughs) No, that's a good point, though, because I think a lot of the, and maybe that's just because we kind of live in this community, but a lot of the, like, you know, you're an idiot if you're not testing everything, um, I think a lot of that comes from, you know, Ruby, for instance, or Rails, where it, it is really easy to test, you know. And so it's like, yeah, if you're using Rails. It's ridiculously easy. You know, easy. it's like, how could you not be testing? But if you're some guy who says, like, I have a great idea and all I know is C-sharp, you know, it's like maybe it isn't so easy to get 100% bootstrapped um, and do, like, the super easy testing, you know. And so maybe that's why I don't see that from that community. And, you know, it's easy to berate those people. What do you think, Chris? You're, you know, you're more familiar with the .NET community. I think in the .NET community it's been – it really has been building up over the last couple of years, and we've been learning a lot from other frameworks. And now it is a lot easier to get up and running and do acceptance testing on there. You have tools available, and you have a lot of frameworks. You go out to GitHub and do a search for for, uh, for TDD and for .NET, and you'll turn up a ton of frameworks and a lot of tools that are available for you. You can grab Selenium down and start doing acceptance testing. And for me, that would be the first thing I'd want to do. Because speaking in this you know, idea of a lean startup with 15 things, I want to, as much as I, I like to do integration testing for contracts against other systems and things like that, I would take that those 15 things and start writing that out, do, you know, putting that into some steps and running that through acceptance testing. That way I have a contract as to what my user wants. Yes, I'm not getting all unit testing. I'm not getting everything underneath, but I'm using acceptance testing as a type of contract to make sure that I'm going to get back to what is it I'm supposed to be delivering. I mean, it's completely possible in .NET, no problem, so... There, there are a lot of tools out there available and a lot of tutorials and sites available to get you through that. And even if you take a look at the Microsoft stack alone, take a look at Team Foundation. Um, Team Foundation system now has test runners and has all that. You can get that continuous integration right there from you. And there's open source tools available for that too. Cool. So what's the verdict? Is it irresponsible to not test in your lean startup? I say irresponsible. I think it's irresponsible if you're not at least having a discussion about why you're not testing. Uh, I'm going to equivocate on this one and say it depends. <laughs> I think I, I fall in the category of um, I feel like I'm not super slow when I test, so uh, if I were doing a lean startup, I'd probably say it was irresponsible if I didn't. I I will say I'm not as fast as Clayton at testing. At this point, I would tell you I would say I was irresponsible if I did not do some testing for my startup, so... And with that, we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. Thanks, Max. Thanks.